Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? What are you? An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich what? An idiot sandwich, Chef Ramsay. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Congratulations, you're a meathead, son. But you know what? Don't ever put your hands on my underwear. This is the Where's the yeah, I mean, you really don't make friends around here, do you? I... I didn't come here for that. Hi everyone, welcome back to Snap Back to Reality, the podcast dedicated to the trash TV we grew up with and love to hate. I'm your host, Riley Ennis, and this is episode 29. How are you all? Thank you all so much for joining me once again on this fabulous journey through reality TV airwaves. I don't know why I'm acting like this. It's kind of late. I'm pretty tired, so we'll see how this episode turns out. Um, How is everyone? Have you had a good week? I've had a good week. It was a good week this past week. Um, I finally hung up all of the artwork in my office area, which is really cool uh, because I haven't really ever done that before. I've had this stuff for forever, and I'm talking not just like artwork that I used to have on the wall at my old apartment, but also like my diploma and the shadow box I made with all of the stuff from like my time at school like when I graduated my like graduation regalia I guess I got it all hung up so it looks all very official which is cool um also on Friday night this past week I recorded an episode with Troy uh Troy McKeady of the Smush Room so that will be coming out uh, eventually I don't know um so that's really cool look out for that uh someone actually commented I think it was on my last Instagram post and asked for Troy to come back on which he most definitely will be coming back on soon Um, but in the meantime I hope that will tide you over until I can get Troy back on uh, as a guest over here also also because I'm full of good news today um, I found out this weekend as well that this podcast has officially been downloaded on every continent on earth not counting Antarctica but like the only people down there are scientists really anyway and I'm pretty sure my podcasting, like, hosting website doesn't even have Antarctica as an option. So if someone even were to download it there, I probably would never know about it anyway. So we're going to count that as a completion, six out of six. Um, so yeah, that was really awesome to see. Even if people, I don't know, if anyone listened to all, of, like, all the way through to the episode that they downloaded or not. But it's just interesting that people are finding this podcast, like, throughout the entire world, which is just, like, wild to me. So... Anyway, I appreciate that. Thank you for listening. Um, also, I've gotten some really nice feedback, uh, just some like nice comments and um, DMs and things, especially um, from this one person, Danielle, on Instagram. She DM'd me a really sweet message, and then she also had an Instagram story where she was recommending some of her favorite podcasts, and she gave me a specific shout-out, so I really did appreciate that. Um, she also shouted out, like, Rewind the Love and The Smush Room and Lay Do You Remember This, so, like, all people that I've uh, had on the show before as guests. Um, so that was really cool. Like, I was in good company. So anyway, uh, yeah, it was a good week this past week, and I hope you all had a good week as well. Um, this week we're going to be talking about a show that's like a very specific point of time in my life. Um, it was something that I really enjoyed. So we're going to talk about Four Weddings. Now, Four Weddings, I guess, is kind of a niche reality TV show. Like, I don't ever hear people talking about it, really. So I don't know how much this uh, this episode will resonate with people. But I fucking loved Four Weddings. This is like um, a show that I associate with late high school, early college, 
I would watch this whenever it was on. Like if I was just flipping through TV looking for something, if I saw Four Weddings was on, I was like, all right, that's great. I'm watching that. If it was on a marathon, I'd sit there and watch the marathon. Um, There were definitely nights when I stayed at home for Brides Day Fridays and watched like Say Yes to the Dress and Four Weddings. Say Yes to the Dress, I don't like as much as Four Weddings. It's just, it's all right, but I I was always very into this. Um, So... The show, if you're not familiar with it, the premise is uh, there are four brides and they're usually, I guess they're strangers before they meet um, and they go to each other's weddings and then they rank each other's weddings and like give them points and the bride who wins gets like a luxurious honeymoon in like a tropical location or like maybe not even tropical, just like a cool location um, that's always a surprise. So uh, I really enjoyed watching this. I like these kinds of competition shows that are also like semi low stakes because it's just like one episode it's not like an entire season um so the show originally premiered four weddings was actually a british show that premiered in 2009 and it became so popular that it inspired several international versions there were a lot of them but just some of um the few that i saw were australia canada spain italy and of course the united states's version In the British version, which I thought was kind of interesting, they also have four grooms that are the contestants instead of brides. Maybe in the other international versions, they'll have grooms as well, but in the American version, it's definitely only four brides. So some other fun facts that I saw just in my research. um, Sometimes, well, I guess most of the time, always, the couple that wins has to wait like an extremely long time before they get their honeymoon if they get it at all so they have to wait until after the episode airs and if for any reason your episode is scrapped and doesn't end up airing you don't get the honeymoon at all so that kind of sucks um they also have to pay taxes on the prize which is like a thing in showbiz and a lot of uh, (laughs) a lot of reality stars kind of get into um sticky situations especially if there's like prize money from like a competition show RuPaul's Drag Race is a big one uh like the the winners won't pay the taxes on their prize money and it might catch up to like you know bite them in the ass later so the couple um will have to pay their own taxes and there was one couple that I saw like they did an interview they had won and their flights were not included in the package so they had to pay for their own flights and they had to pay the taxes TLC gave them $5,000 which was supposed to pay for the taxes and the flights but it only paid for the taxes and they had to pay for their own flights they ended up using like airpoint airpoint airline credit card points um and so they got a cheap flights but still like that sucks there were other couples who had their flights that were included as part of their prize package though which is kind of strange Some former contestants have also said in interviews, like, as far as reality TV shows go, this one is pretty, like, true to life. It's not as scripted as most of the other shows that you can kind of imagine. Um, They'll have some scenes that they need to reshoot because, you know, someone's, like, hair is messed up or something like that. But for the most part, it pretty much just happens as you see it on TV, other than the editing, of course, condensing everything. And something else that's kind of interesting, so... The show was brought back. I don't, TLC didn't have a lot of information on their version of the show. So like on Wikipedia, it was just about the British version. And on TLC's website, it didn't have like when the show started. So I don't know if there was ever a significant 
gap, but I do know that starting in the 2017 season, the four brides were no longer strangers and were actually like friends or people who had a prior relationship. So I'm sure that kind of amped up the drama. But at that point in time, I was no longer watching Four Weddings because like I don't have cable, so I don't watch TLC shows. So this episode specifically, um, how I chose this one, I'm going to be honest, I just kind of picked one randomly off of Amazon because I couldn't find it streaming, so I wanted to just buy an episode off of Amazon and do that one. Um, I went to the first season because I kind of wanted just to like get back to the beginning and see stuff that was like more dated, of course, and then the episode that I picked, I picked because they're in like the thumbnail preview it showed that it was going to have at least one traditional Indian wedding um so that was kind of cool a little bit of diversity in a you know what can be a very white show (laughs) and also I sometimes people will say really ignorant stuff whenever there are like culturally different weddings like culturally non the American norm wedding on this show so I wanted to see if anyone said something like terribly horrible they didn't like they it was all pretty nice it was all pretty Mm. Mm. not horrible but not the most culturally sensitive so I'll give it a pass so this is called Four Weddings uh, and a Boat to Catch so I guess the um the titles to all the episodes are a reference to Four Weddings and a Funeral which I've never seen so I don't really know but it's always like and a something 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 so I guess that's why that is This particular episode aired on January 30th, 2010, and according to Amazon, it's Season 1, Episode 3. I saw on some other places that it was called Season 1, Episode 2. I don't know if it got, like, switched around in the Amazon order. Amazon can be really weird about their TV season, so who knows? So we have our opening narration describing the premise, which I kind of already went over, but yes, four four brides agree to be guests at each other's weddings to determine whose is best. They're going to be ranking each other on four categories, the venue, the food, the dress, and then just the overall experience. And then the winner, of course, will receive this fabulous honeymoon. So we meet the brides. Um, What's kind of fun that they always do in this kind of first section where we just go through and get introduced to each bride is they have them tell a little bit something about themselves and then they'll like end on a fact and they'll pick up with the next bride like who says like the opposite of that fact like or like I like this kind of wedding and the other bride will be like I for sure hate this like you know things like that to kind of make it just seem like there's going to be drama and there's going to be things that the brides don't like at each other's weddings. So our first bride is Natalie. She is 28 years old and she tells us that she's going to be having a 1950s Hollywood glamour theme for her wedding. Her husband-to-be is Tom and he's 40 years old. Also, they've only been together for two years. Um, She says like, oh, we've been together for two years, like as if that's a very long time. Uh, I know that I had been with my husband for like six years when we got married. (laughs) So, I mean, we were also really young, but 28 is also pretty young. You could have waited a couple more years. Um, Basically, she's just talking a little bit about her like Hollywood glamour wedding and then she says that she loves attention and she wants all eyes to be on her like at her wedding. And then we pick up with Karen who is 34, our next bride, Um, and the first thing she says of course is like, I'm not a fan of brides who think the days are all about them. (laughs) She says that she won't consider herself a mushy princess bride and she certainly won't have a heart-shaped cake, which I thought like who actually does? Then I had to Google like heart-shaped wedding cakes and of course there are plenty of those out there but I just think that's a little bit on the nose for your wedding. 
maybe like for a Valentine's Day party. Okay, if your wedding's like on Valentine's Day and it's Valentine's Day themed, then you can get away with heart-shaped cake. Otherwise, mmm, tacky. Mm, Sorry, it's just my opinion. Um, Don't invite me on your four weddings episode. So Karen is going to have a really quick wedding because she is actually leaving on a cruise with her family the same day. It's going to be like, they say it's a mini cruise, so I think it might just be like a three-day weekend kind of deal. Um, And then she also says that she uh, has a, she's going to have a stepdaughter, her fiance has a daughter, um, that they're going to incorporate into the ceremony, like in a special way. Um, But overall, her entire wedding is going to be really quick. It's only going to be three hours from start to finish. All right, picking up with the next bride, who is Vidya, who is 29 years old. Um, So she is the one who is having the traditional Indian wedding, and her wedding is going to be 12 hours from start to finish. Now, I don't know a lot about traditional Indian weddings. I've never been to one, and I've only seen it, you know, via friends on social media or TV shows, things like this. But I'm assuming from what I know that Vidya actually had like a three-day wedding because I'm pretty sure that's what happens and there are like different parts that you go to each day. Um, And then of course like the other brides, like they're not her close friends for one and two, they're not like signed up to go to like a whole weekend long commitment extravaganza, but they still go to the 12-hour wedding from start to finish. So yes, it's going to be a traditional Indian wedding. It's going to be very colorful and extravagant, she tells us. Um, She also tells us that her her fiancé is half Indian, half Pakistani, and she's Indian. Um, They're a mixed-faith couple as well, I'm guessing Hindu and Muslim. Um, So she kind of mentions, like, that's kind of been hard, but love conquers all. Uh, Also that she's a vegetarian, and all of the food at her wedding will be vegetarian. She doesn't really care what people say if they complain about not having meat. And then we pick up with Maria, who is 29 years old, and the first thing that she says is that, like, she and her family are carnivores, and they love meat, and there's going to be a lot of meat at her wedding, and no vegetarian options, like, basically, fuck you. Because I feel like, come on, in this day and age, just have one vegetarian option. It's not hard to have, like, a pasta that doesn't have meat in it, you know? Um, So Maria says that she has a flair for fun, and her and her fiancé, Lavelle, I think is how she pronounced it, but it's written like Lovell, um, who's 28, so he's a little bit younger than her. She's a Robin the Cradle. So yeah, they they like to have fun, and she and her bridal party, like the groomsmen, the bridesmaid, her, and like her groom, they're all going to have a choreographed dance at the wedding that they're going to surprise her guests with, and that's the big thing that she's super, super excited about. So Before all the weddings begin, the four brides meet together just to, like, get to know one another to size up the competition, as our narrator says. Um, They're all in pink, I think. I think they're all in different shades of pink or have, like, you know, lots of pink accents. So maybe that was on purpose. Um, They pop some champagne. They toast. And then the narrator basically just tells us what he told us at the beginning of the episode, that, like, they're going to be scored on venue, food, dress, and overall experience, and they'll have a vacation. Yay! So it's time for the first wedding, and the first is going to be Natalie. Um, So what I really enjoy about Four Weddings, one of the things that I really like about it, is that at the beginning of each section of the wedding, they have this kind of like title card screen with like a picture of the bride and then like facts about her wedding. And the facts are the theme, because they always give it a theme, even if the bride herself like hasn't themed her wedding. So it's kind of funny to see what some of the themes the quote-unquote themes are, um, then how many guests there are, and then how much the wedding cost. I feel like watching four weddings kind of just 
turned me off of having a wedding at all because I would see how much these things would cost. And like even as like a 16 year old who didn't have any debt yet, I knew I was like, well, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get student debt. I'm not going to be making that much money with what I want to do with my life. Like I'm not going to be able to afford a $25,000 wedding. And so that's basically why me and my husband just eloped. Like we straight up just eloped. Our wedding was $300 in total, I think. Not including the rings. The rings like were, I don't know, several hundred dollars each. But our entire wedding was $300 and that's including my dress. (laughs) So I can't relate to these like tens of thousands of dollar wedding extravaganzas. Um, So anyway, Natalie's wedding, her title card, it's the 50s Hollywood theme. She's going to have 90 guests there, and it's a $25,000 wedding at a Fort Lauderdale country club. So the other three brides arrive to the ceremony. Um, One thing I also really like about it is kind of seeing what the other women wear to each other's weddings. I mean, no one ever wears anything terribly inappropriate, but it's just kind of funny because, like, I don't have a concept really for what people are supposed to wear to weddings. I have not been to a ton of weddings as a guest. I think I've only been to in my adult life two weddings as a guest and one was fairly casual and the other I just wore like the one semi-nice dress that I owned and I think I looked fine but (laughs) I don't know it's like they like cocktail dresses I'm always like I just I'm never at a point in my life where I need a cocktail dress for anything except I guess a semi-fancy wedding I don't know. I don't understand fashion. Clearly, I don't understand fashion. But I like to look at what these women are wearing when they arrive to each other's wedding. All that to say, Maria is wearing this horrible mid-2000s, like, teal, ruched, satin dress. You know what I'm talking about, where it's, like, you know, like, form-fitting and, like, ruched all up and down, front and back the dress that, like, every person had in the mid-2000s. Um, so we get a little talking head from Karen and she says that uh, country club weddings seem very traditional to her so she's interested to see how like the 1950s theme carries through so hold on to that like put a pin in that this is also something that like they they do in this very first uh, wedding that they don't do anywhere else is they open an invitation out front before they go inside or maybe they did and I just didn't notice it but I swear that they only opened the invitation from Natalie's wedding so they read this little line on the invitation that says the bride requests the ladies attending not wear black as this is not a funeral although the groom may feel differently (laughs) uh it's like uncomfortable of course you know me I hate that shit I hate that shit so of course I hate that shit obviously um Vidya says like she's like oh I love that and then like Maria just kind of like grimaces into the camera so I'm, I'm with Maria on this on this uh regard there's a red carpet leading into the venue which I guess is supposed to go with the Hollywood theme um or the 1950s glamour theme 1950s Hollywood whatever it's supposed to be Maria says in a talking head that she found it kind of tacky and once again I agree with Maria so we are on the same page right here So they walk in, the ceremony space itself is outdoors. It has like rows of chairs that are done up really nicely. They're facing a gazebo. I I think it's like on a golf course. So there's like, you know, a water feature, like a pond. Um, There are palm trees around. It's really beautiful, but it's really windy. So you just see like the palm trees are like whipping around and there's like a chandelier in the gazebo that just keeps like whipping around back and forth. And it just would look a lot better if it wasn't 
you know, hurricaning outside, basically. Um, so the ceremony is supposed to start at 4.30, but it's getting time to, like, it's getting close to that time and nothing is starting to happen. And then we get a cut. This is kind of interesting because I don't remember this happening in a lot of other four wedding episodes, but I guess these sorts of things don't happen in a lot of other episodes. Um, we kind of cut away from the point of view of the guests at the wedding, which is usually where we stay. And now we're over with Natalie and her wedding planner. And so the wedding planner is like running around trying to like get shit done, get shit figured out. Natalie's starting to get nervous. Um, So basically the officiant hasn't shown up. It's 15 minutes until it's supposed to start and the wedding planner calls her. And the wedding planner has this very, like I'm not gonna take any bullshit, but also I'm being like very professional and cordial right now. And she's like, hi, I just wanted to touch base. Natalie's walking down the aisle in 15 minutes, just wanted to see, and like, she gets cut off. She's quiet for a few moments. And then she's like, no, the wedding is at 4.30, it's not at seven. So (laughs) obviously the officiant got the time wrong. No one knows where they are, I guess. Um, Natalie's like freaking out. We see her like starting to cry, but also like trying not to cry because she doesn't want to like ruin her makeup. And all of her bridesmaids crowding around her, kind of like fawning over her a little bit. And then the narrator says, like, oh, well, crisis, like, the disaster is averted when a member of the bridal party reveals herself to be a minister. Which is, like, reveals herself to be a minister is so strange. Just the way that that was worded. Um, Especially, it seemed like it took her, like, it took the bridal party, the bridesmaid, a mem... What am I trying to say? The bridal party member slash the bridesmaid a minute to realize that she herself was a minister. Um... I don't know it was just kind of weird but there it's it's all fine they have someone who can do it it's also like someone who's her friend anyway so it probably works out even better in the end so the ceremony begins all of the bridesmaids come out and start walking down the aisle um what's interesting is that all of the bridesmaids are wearing black just a little bit weird considering the whole line about this not being a funeral and yet she chose to put her own bridesmaids in black Natalie walks out and she's walking down the aisle um so once she gets to the front she has her veil that's just whipping around her face because of the wind and she keeps trying to like put it behind her and it just like whips back in front of her face which is a little bit funny. Natalie and Tom wrote their own vows they read them to each other it's very sweet Natalie cries while she reads hers it's cute um they walk back up the aisle you know we just get like a taste of the ceremony. At each point in someone's wedding, since there is a category specifically for the dress, they like take a moment to score the dress or kind of give their thoughts on the dress. I guess not score it yet. Um, So they kind of describe the dress. Natalie says, I guess what you would call a fit and flare, where it's form fitting up top and then it like kind of drops down to her waist and like flares out into sort of an A-line. Her dress is not as form-fitting around the waist as I feel that it needs to be to pull off that kind of silhouette. So I don't really like it. Again, Maria, my girl, is also on the same page with me. She doesn't love it either. It's not the best. We get talking heads from all three of the other brides here. And they're kind of just saying that her dress and her hairstyle, just the way that she styled herself for her wedding, it doesn't really look very 1950s. And they're kind of wondering like where the theme is. So then next the ceremony is over they flow they like describe it as flowing into the up the stairs into the cocktail hour. I did not know that cocktail hours were a thing until I started watching four weddings. Again this is why this is why I didn't have a wedding of my own because I was like I gotta feed you and I gotta like cocktail you and feed you hors d'oeuvres. So yeah. 
they all seem to like the food, like the cocktail hour food, which is good. Um, there's a lot of cheese, which is always a good thing. Also, at this point, we are introduced to the Marilyn Monroe impersonator who Natalie has hired to walk around and pretty much just annoy her guests. So, okay, first and foremost, this woman looks nothing like Marilyn Monroe. Who this woman looks a lot like is Amanda Lepore. So if you don't know who Amanda Lepore is, you need to pause the podcast right now and go to Google Images and look her up. She is a nightlife entertainer. Um, you know, she is a club kid in New York and she's known for having like a lot of plastic surgeries and having like a very extreme look. This Marilyn looks a lot like that. So anyway, the, um, the Marilyn comes over to their table where the other brides are and kind of sidles up to them and asks like what they're eating. I guess Maria has a cheese stick on her plate, like a mozzarella stick or something. And she asks for a bite. So she's like, okay, oh, can I have a bite of that food? Maria like is like, um, I guess I, I'm sure you won't want to eat off this end, but I guess you can have a nibble off of that end. And I guess Mar- Marilyn just takes the rest of her cheese stick and eats it and they get annoyed with that. Maria says that she thinks she needs to be cut off. Um, Next cocktail hour is over, so they head into the main reception space for the reception, I guess is what it is. Uh, So the seating chart is going to be all like movie stars and singers and like celebrities of the 1950s, and they'll have like the celebrity instead of the seat number. So they are at the Cary Grant table. They're all kind of into that idea. They think it's cute. They think it's like a cute way to incorporate the theme. So they sit down at their table. They comment that they like the centerpieces. This is always a big fucking deal is what the centerpieces look like. You will get points off if you don't have a nice centerpiece. It's like something that I so don't care about. This is why I could never have planned a wedding. Because <laughs> I don't give a fuck about a centerpiece. Natalie and Tom are introduced. They have their first dance. It would be cute, but Tom's hand is on Natalie's ass the entire time that they're dancing. And it's just kind of... Um, not very classy in my opinion dinner is served it's a buffet buffets can be very risky on four weddings a lot of people hate a buffet because because for a couple of reasons one the food tends to be cold because of the second reason which is the four weddings like other brides usually get called last because they're at the unimportant people table because you know like a, a bride isn't gonna like give up a seat at the nice tables where all of her friends and family are for these random strangers who she's never going to see again anyway so buffets can be bad but uh, I guess Natalie's is pretty good I think they get called up pretty early because I guess she's trying to win this thing Um, Karen says that the buffet was presented well and there was a lot of food like there's a carving station where they have like prime rib or roast beef or something Maria goes over there and gets herself a big hunk of meat because she's a carnivore um, and then Vijaya even says that she's happy there was ver- vegetarian selections and she says that was very considerate. But overall, uh, Karen thinks that the food is blah. So that's, it's not good. Doesn't bode well for you. You have to have good food if you're going to win this show. So they go up to Natalie, you know, to talk and wish her well. Um, immediately she asks and she's like, oh, did you meet Marilyn? And they like are not pulling any punches. They're just like, yeah, she was like bending over too much. Like her tits almost flopped out. They didn't say tits. That's, you know, me paraphrasing. But basically it's like, "Mm, no, we didn't like her very much was kind of what they were saying. 
then you know we're moving through the the course of the wedding the course of the night so the next thing that happens is the garter removal which is a tradition that I hate I'm sure you can guess there's like a lot of stuff about like a traditional wedding that I personally am totally against because it's very anti-feminist so I hate a garter removal um so not only are we doing this stupid ass dated ass garter removal Tom you know sticks his hands up her dress like one does and first pulls out like a pair of ugly patterned big granny panties you know for a laugh I guess he had them up his sleeve or something and then he gets the garter and he's just like twirling it around it's just like gross I don't like that all right then it's dancing time you know that's like always the fun part of a wedding when you can get up and dance um we see like one of Natalie's guests who's just like has the camera on him for a couple of seconds and he milks it he breaks it down he's like an amazing dancer one thing that I did think was really cool um not necessarily on theme but something that I would appreciate if I personally like went to someone's wedding and they had this was she had a dance instructor that was like you know going up to tables and pulling people up and twirling them around and just like dancing with them I love this because I like love to social dance but I never really get a chance to um and I'm I, I consider myself a pretty good follow so if I have a strong lead I feel like I'm a pretty good dancer it's all in the lead for me <laughs> I can't lead myself so whatever I, I, isn't that funny that I was just like going on this rant about like how weddings are anti-feminist and then I was like oh I can't lead and dance but a woman could be a good lead and I could follow her just fine so that's all I'm trying to say but not everyone liked the dance instructor. Maria loved it. She's like kind of a wild child. Um, <laughs> I know that I shouldn't turn this into like an astrology podcast, but I really think Maria is a Sagittarius. Uh, Vidya said that she was reminded of like a Tasmanian devil, the way that the dance instructor was just like twirling and twirling around. And Karen didn't really like it. She says that she felt like it was kind of dirty, like she was with a male escort or something, which is a little bit extreme for, you know, describing a dance instructor, but whatever. And then at the end of the uh, segment, you know, it's the end of the wedding and Natalie and Tom kind of have their own little private interview. Um, Natalie just says that this is the greatest day of her life and she's, you know, she says that she and Tom are going to be together forever. And then we have our first little scoring of the show. So for each wedding, you know, they have the four categories, the venue, the food, the dress, and then the overall experience. But at the end of each wedding segment, we just get the overall experience score and they do the the rest at the end um so karen gives her seven out of ten uh points off for the food not being very good bedia give her uh gave her eight out of ten because there wasn't enough like 50s theme carried throughout and then maria gave her seven out of ten and also agrees like not enough of the theme so that that happens a lot on four weddings as well like if you yourself say that you're gonna have a theme you have to stick to it because the other brides will always come back to that like if they don't see that theme carried through there they're not gonna score you high next up is Vidya who has her her theme is quote unquote Indian extravaganza so mm, whatever uh, she has 250 guests and it's a $45,000 wedding which is mind-blowing to me inside this fancy Miami Beach hotel um one thing that I really loved I like love 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 this part of the episode Vidya wants her guests to wear like the traditional Indian dress like every other one of her guests would be wearing so she actually arranges for them to wear saris and has like professionals like come to the hotel room to like help them get draped into their saris so that they're wearing them correctly they look beautiful the saris are gorgeous they're all just like bright deep rich colors so I think it's like a 
deep blue and then a lighter blue and then an orange they look great Karen says that she feels like a goddess and Natalie says that she feels beautiful and like it almost seems like she's getting a little bit choked up like talking about how beautiful she feels and then Maria this is where it gets a little bit like culturally insensitive she's just like wearing the sari made me feel like a skittle because <laughs> it was brightly colored she's like I feel like I'm part of a rainbow but I'm also like mm, that seems like a little bit taking making light of someone's culture I can kind of let it slide though because it was it was cute so they walk into the ceremony space which I don't know how they did this because like it's at a hotel in Miami Beach but they turned this into like this traditional Indian Hindu ceremony like wedding room from what I've seen on you know media and social media and things like that I've never been to one like a disclaimer at the beginning but it has all of these columns and just red and gold fabrics and red uplighting these gold chairs it's beautiful just like beautifully decked out um, they open up the, the program for the ceremony itself it has like you can see like printed front and back on the pages and like small type just like endless amounts of stuff going on in this ceremony the ceremony is going to be three hours long so Natalie says that she's kind of dreading the three hours because it's longer than a movie I can't blame her I wonder if they have intermission for bathroom breaks because that is a long time to go just sitting there watching something happen but then things start to get started there is drumming that happens the drumming's getting louder and then in walks the groom and I guess his like family's leading him in he's decked out in the traditional like you know regalia that you would wear at a wedding he has like a turban on he looks really you know very handsome very well done what's kind of cool and this is actually something that I'd never seen before which is just you know I haven't been exposed to it is he's wearing a veil like over his eyes it looks like it's made of pearls so it's like really cool and he's wearing his veil as he walks up like walks down the aisle and like up to the main part stage I don't know what it's called <laughs> and then he like takes his veil off and everyone kind of like claps for him as he takes it off and then the bridesmaids come out um they're carrying like small little tea light candles instead of flowers which also just like looks really cool and look pretty and then Vidya comes in makes her entrance but instead of walking down the aisle she is like carried on a like divan kind of thing by several men it's very glamorous <laughs> it kind of reminds me of uh, an episode of my super sweet 16 I watched where like one of the girls I think Ava that was her name I think got carried into like her party on a divan very similar to this so Vidya's in like her traditional Indian uh, wedding dress where she has you know, this red and she has this beautiful red veil on that has gold like embroidery and beading and just detailing around the edges. She has tons of jewelry on, she has bracelets, she has um, a nose ring, just all kinds of beautiful like jewelry and fabrics just draped around her. Then the ceremony begins. Um, we see kind of just like snippets of the different like symbolic rituals that they have it's not really gone into or, or explained at all because I'm, they just don't have the time I'm sure but it was you know kind of cool to see just like little bits and pieces of it at one point though um, the other brides are kind of like looking at the program they can't keep up they can't follow and then they hear I guess the vows are happening and the officiant is like you know you, you say the vows first and then they like agree to them or whatever and so he's like you will be punctual and responsible in your household duties and the other brides kind of like get t are a little bit taken aback at that because it's I guess a little bit more traditional than what they are into uh so they're just like oh okay mm, we don't love that 
But then the ceremony ends, I guess, after three hours, and the brides come up and greet the newlywed couple and, you know, tell them how beautiful they look. And then they head into cocktail hour. So cocktail hour is kind of interesting to me because it's all Indian food, of course, like the cocktail hour and, and the dinner. But it's all, it seems like it's very similar Indian food from the cocktail hour to the dinner, um, which is just like, it's not like appetizers or finger foods or anything like that. It's like, you know, stews and things that you would serve over rice or like with naan bread or something. So they have their cocktail hour. Uh, Natalie and Maria, like the theme is just like they're not, they don't love the food. They don't, they don't like it. So Maria's not happy because there's no meat and it's too spicy. And Natalie thinks everything's too spicy and they just keep asking if things are spicy. And then everyone's like, no, it's not spicy. And then they like take a bite. They're like, oh my God, it's spicy. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. They go into the ballroom for the reception. Um, all of the decorations are really, really colorful, but it all works together. It's really pretty. Her cake has like bling, I guess, you know, like little gems and stuff hanging off of it. I don't love the cake. It also has this like what looks like a fondant wrap around it with this like kind of damask pattern. Mm, don't love the cake. Um, the girls like it. They like the centerpieces too, which of course is very important. It's, you know, a vase with a rose in it and then like a big flower arrangement at the top of the vase. It's a tall vase. All right, then the newlyweds come into the couple. Uh, Vidya has changed her outfit, so she's wearing a new sari, I guess it is um, now. It's like a different color. It's kind of like green and gold instead of red and gold, but she looks really beautiful still. They dance, like they have their first dance, and then um, Shaw, her groom, sits down, and the bridesmaids start doing a dance, which is like supposed to be the tradition, I guess, that like the bridesmaids in the wedding party will do a dance for like the groom. But then at one point in the dance, Vidya gets up and joins them, and she's kind of like the center of attention and starts like twirling, and everyone's clapping. And so we get a little talking head here that Vidya says uh, she that was her favorite part of the day was dancing because she's actually a classically trained Indian dancer but he's never seen her dance in six years, which is kind of wild to me. Like, I don't know why that would be, um, just unless there's something culturally that she couldn't dance for him before they're married, like they were married. But six years is a long time to go without showing someone your like hobby, <laughs> just stuff that you do. All right, then it's dinner. They have a dinner buffet, um, more, Indian dishes very similar to what was at cocktail hour. Karen says that she loves it. Um, she loves it more than like the other Indian food that she's had just because it's more authentic probably. And then Maria says like she can't eat anything because it's too spicy so she fills up on what she calls pita bread and donuts. Um, and then she says that she has a sugar high and her stomach's growling. And then after dinner the dancing begins so they all dance. They get pulled onto the dance floor by I think it's like one of Maria, uh, not Maria, <laughs> one of Vidya's relatives and you know everyone's dancing they have a good time so yeah they've been they end the night with you know having a great time so then we get our scores for Vidya's wedding so Maria gives her an 8 out of 10 because she loved the ceremony and the centerpieces my god those centerpieces but points off because she didn't like the food Karen gives her a 9 out of 10. She says that she liked the elaborate, what she calls costumes, which I don't know if that's maybe a little bit problematic or not, but, you know, outfits, wedding dresses, and traditional outfits. Um, 
she loves the centerpieces as well the music she just loved it all no one ever gives anyone a 10 out of 10 because it's like you want them to lose so that you can win so you don't want to give anyone the full score ever so a 9 out of 10 is basically a full like highest score and then Natalie gives her a 7 out of 10. She says that she liked wearing a sari and she liked Vidya's entrance, but she didn't like how long it was and she didn't like the food. Next up is Karen's wedding. Her wedding is, well, the theme, according to the TLC title card thingy, is pre-cruise condensed, which, you know, a romantic theme. 75 guests and $13,000. Now, what's interesting about the 75 guests is that they definitely say 75 at the beginning here on this little card thing, but later on in the episode, um, one of the brides says there's like 35 people there, so I'm just wondering where either one or both of those numbers came from. So it's an 11 a.m. wedding, which, I mean, I know that the whole thing is that it's a quick wedding before she, like, you know, goes off on her little mini cruise thing, but, whew, 11 a.m., that doesn't seem like a great time for a wedding. Sorry if your wedding was at 11 a.m. I would like still be asleep at 11 a.m. most days. That's not true. I don't sleep in anymore. It sucks. But I wish I could sleep until 11 a.m. most days. So yes, she has an 11 a.m. wedding. It's tightly scheduled since she's leaving on her cruise this afternoon. Um, the venue is at a hotel. It has this like 360 degree room at the top where you can just like see out and have a view of like the entire city. So her ceremony is only going to be 30 minutes and the reception is two hours. So like three hours in and out from start to finish, like completely. So at this point, yeah, Maria says that the wedding is small and she thinks it's like only 35 people who are there. Um, and Natalie says in a talking head that she likes big weddings and usually the weddings that she goes to are like over 100 or more guests. So she's like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how this, this will be. And I'm just like, okay, it's a small wedding. Like it's not that different. <laughs> I don't know, it felt kind of judgmental, but not everyone's rich, okay, guys? Not everyone can afford a wedding with, like, hundreds of guests. So the wedding starts. Um, I just have, wow, I hate these colors and bridesmaid dresses. Her wedding colors are really very mid-2000s, very 2009. They're cranberry and lime green, which I don't love. I don't love lime green with anything that's not a like 14 year old girl's bedroom. Not even a 14 year old girl, like a 12 year old girl has a lime green bedroom, you know? Um, and the dresses are these like satin, strapless, like, I don't know, just like not ruched at all. Not like the other dress that Maria was wearing earlier, but it has like this little like hem at the top. It's kind of folded down. They're like midi dresses and then they have white belts on them. I just, it, it looks bad in my opinion. But they have their little ceremony. Um, it's a really fast ceremony. It's like 15 minutes total, they say. And at one point during the ceremony, Ty and Karen have this like special little part with his daughter, Gina where they like Karen has a specific vow to Gina about how she promises that she'll love and care for her and you know be a shoulder for her to cry on and they'll laugh together and then they they give um Gina a necklace that's just like a symbol you know along how they have their rings that they're exchanging so it's really sweet and I like actually did cry at this point in the episode when I first watched it so that's it the ceremony's done like it's a freaking 10 minute ceremony basically um, at this point, the brides kind of talk about uh, Karen's dress because, you know, we always have to describe it at some point. So 
they really all love her dress. It's like this form-fitting corset on top with all of this detailing um, and just like makes her look really amazing. It's kind of a better version of what Natalie's dress was. Um, so for the reception, they all go up into the 365 room, 365 degree room uh, that I mentioned earlier that's at the top of the hotel. And they can see like all of Fort Lauderdale. They can see the cruise ship that uh, is docked, you know, in the harbor, the port or whatever um, that she'll be leaving on. So that's kind of cool. So they have cocktail hour, which kind of seems ridiculous that you would even have a cocktail hour for a wedding this quick, but they're... I guess they do it. Um, so the appetizers that they have all look amazing. They're super, super classy, like hors d'oeuvres, really. Um, so they look awesome. There's centerpieces, of course, that they talk about. I personally hate <laughs> these centerpieces. I think they're really ugly, but all of the other brides like them. Her centerpieces are like these bowls of white, small white shells, like you would get in a craft store, with green orchids sticking out of them. But just like, I don't know, five or six green orchids just popping out. I don't think it looks great, but the other brides are happy with it, so whatever. So Karen and Ty make their entrance, and then the brides, uh, the other brides sort of realize that there's like only an hour left in total for the entire rest of the wedding. Um, so Karen and Ty are introduced, and then they like have their first dance, and it seems like they dance for like 15 seconds and then the MC is like all right and now we're gonna do something a little bit untraditional if you'll all gather around the cake we're gonna do the cake cutting so yeah they just like come in and condense like first dance and cake cutting all into one kind of moment um the cake is actually really pretty it has the same green orchids but it's not like the green orchids awkwardly popping out of it on their stems they're just like the orchid buds so it's cute so the lunch that they have, it's like a casual buffet. It has like mini hamburger sliders and salads. I think it looks pretty good. I think that's like a good midday wedding meal, especially if you already had cocktail hour, but Maria says she wants more hearty options. Vidya is happy with the vegetarian options that she provided, so that's good. She has this like mashed potato cocktail thing that's like three different types of mashed potatoes with like regular and purple and sweet potato and all of these different toppings that you can put on it so that looks amazing there's also like a really incredible dessert bar that has all of these different desserts and it just kind of looks like Alice in Wonderland food it's awesome so they have lunch and then after lunch everyone gets on the dance floor for like I guess 15 minutes at this point so we just see some quick shots of like the whole party dancing and like doing a conga line a bunch of just old white people it's kind of funny but as soon as it gets going, it's time for Karen to leave. She's got a boat to catch. So she hugs all of the other brides goodbye and leaves. And then the brides walk out to the harbor where her ship is. And like they wave to her from the ship and she waves down, which I'm sure was all just like stitched together in editing, <laughs> but whatever. So the scores that they give Karen, Natalie gives her an eight out of 10. She says she liked the ceremony, but not how rushed it was. Maria gives her a five out of 10. And again, just like more time at the wedding. Um, she says she like really enjoyed all the details that she put together. So she just wanted more time to like take everything in. And then Vidya, five out of 10 also, she felt rushed, but she wanted more time to try all of the desserts specifically, which I really appreciate. And now it's time for the final bride, Maria's wedding. So her little title card says that her theme is traditional with a twist. It's a 175 guest wedding and it costs $30,000. Um, so the other brides arrive. They have been told to expect a few surprises. Uh, the ceremony is at a church. 
what's kind of funny is all of the brides like walk up and they you know converge at the front of the church before they go inside and then they notice that there's this like sign out front of the church from I guess you know whenever that was still advertising a spaghetti dinner so that's kind of funny they um comment on that and how they would have gotten someone to remove that if it's their wedding they also go inside the church and it's I guess December because the church is all done up for Christmas there are Christmas trees everywhere and lights and poinsettias and wreaths and it's very beautiful um but her wedding isn't Christmas themed it's not like winter wonderland themed or anything so they kind of comment on how it doesn't really go with the theme of her wedding itself so the music starts and at this point everyone rises for like the bridesmaids like the entire like processional as they walk down all of the bridesmaids and the groomsmen and everyone um and karen kind of has a talking head how it's like well at a traditional wedding you only rise for the bride so i don't know if she was implying if like this is one of the twists that they're doing or if someone just like messed up <laughs> if one person stood up and then everyone around him kind of followed suit i don't know the bridesmaids dresses are also horrible um they're they're the worst the worst bridesmaid dresses of the entire episode by far they are similar in style to karen's but they are brown with like light blue accents like a light blue belt instead of a white belt it's oh it's so like 2008 2009 like the brown and the blue together i remember i had a t-shirt from like high school that had brown and blue together because that was the style the color palette back then but it just looks very dated all of this this the brown and the blue and then like the lime green and the cranberry all just makes me think of like some little girl's room that she's decorated and stuff from limited Two and claire's and things like that um also her brown and blue clashes like it clashes so bad with all of the church christmas decorations that are red and green and gold and everything but Vidya says what is kind of funny is Vidya comments on how she likes that all of the bridesmaids kind of pick their own style of dress. So I guess there was only the one that was like stylistically, I can't hardly say that word, stylistically, sti gosh, I can't speak, stylistically similar to Karen's and there were a couple of other styles as they walked down. Um, but Vidya says that she liked that the bridesmaids got to choose which style they go with, which is kind of funny just because like that I feel is every bride's bridal party nowadays. Um, there aren't a lot of matchy matchy bridesmaids dresses that I see anymore usually it's like a like cohesive color palette like one or two colors and then you just like pick whatever style maybe out of a few but in general like I don't know that's kind of the thing nowadays so I guess it was very cutting edge back then like 10 years ago so Maria comes out she is wearing probably what's my favorite dress of the episode only behind Vidya's just like traditional gorgeousness um, but she's wearing a mermaid dress she has this long veil it just like looks really good on her what's kind of funny also is that as Natalie is describing her in a talking head she says that she looks like the Virgin Mary which one is funny because later on she says that she's never been to a traditional Catholic ceremony before this so I don't know how like familiar she is with the Virgin Mary and two that's just a weird thing to say about someone I feel like that's a weird way to describe a bride is as the Virgin Mary I don't know if you're religious you probably aren't listening to this podcast but if you are let me know what you think about that would you describe one of your friends as the Virgin Mary as she's walking down in her wedding gown I, I wouldn't all right so yes they have their Catholic mass wedding um 
we see shots of everyone like getting up and sitting down and kneeling and getting back up again and sitting down like it's kind of just played for laughs um I have been to a Catholic wedding I think what did I say earlier I've been to like one wedding in my adult life two weddings and one of those was a Catholic wedding so I did get to see that shout out to Becca if you're listening I don't know if you do listen to this or not but it was your wedding um so yeah and then after the ceremony so yeah that's it I guess for the ceremony after the ceremony they go outside they say hi to Maria um, and she shows them that she's wearing these like leopard print shoes under her dress which is like I guess supposed to be one of her twists on traditional and then they also or she also shows them that she has like a Ferrari that she's gonna ride to like her husband is going to drive them to and uh, on the way to the reception so that's kind of cool too but it's not unheard of to like drive off in a cool car so I feel like you know it's not really a huge twist so the reception is at a country club um by the time all of the other brides get there because I guess they were busy talking to Maria about her shoes um the cocktail hour appetizers are mostly gone so they were disappointed because of that What's really cute is I, I don't know if this if this is instead of like table numbers or if this is just alongside the centerpieces but they have different pictures of their dogs on every table which is just like a cute little touch that I like. Um, <laughs> what's funny is Natalie was like she really loved them so she said she gets mega points for that unfortunately. Maria's dinner is a buffet a lot of buffets in this episode was every I think every single one was a buffet so I guess they can't really talk shit on one another because it all like evens out in the wash but usually one person will feel very strongly against a buffet um but it was like all 175 guests were up there I don't know that's like a big that's a big guest list to have at a buffet line Vidya said was commenting on how she would have had it double-sided I don't know if her buffet was double-sided or not but probably since her wedding was like very well coordinated but yeah there was just like everyone was there the buffet table was against a wall so there was only one side that you could like attack the food from they were having issues loading up on all of the food that they wanted and taking it back and handling all of the plates at once but once they started like eating and sat down they said the food was really great it was warm it was seasoned well which is basically all that you can ask for at a wedding and it was kind of just the standard wedding fair. Um, I don't know what Vidya did. There wasn't any kind of like shady talking head where she was just like, there were no vegetarian options for me. So I wonder if Maria's comment at the beginning about how there won't be any vegetarian options changed by this time. Like if she had met Vidya and was like, oh shit, this girl's going to low score me if I don't have some food for her at my wedding. So she added something. Who knows? All right, well now it's time for the big surprise, the whole everyone's been waiting for. This is this is what Maria has been promising us and it is a choreographed dance. Which again, I mean maybe this was less common back then, but I feel like this was probably just when it was starting to get kind of popular to do something like this, like to have a flash dance at your wedding. So, it's not that great. <laughs> like they're not that talented, they're not that in sync with one another it's kind of fun and I'm sure if you were like one of Maria's friends and family you would love it just because like it's your friend and she's like feeling herself and everyone's having a good time but as far as like an impactful surprise for the other brides to judge it really kind of fizzles out Uh, Natalie's not that impressed she says it's something that like would be more appropriate for a sweet 16 party which yeah and Vidya's like, well, I mean, at Indian weddings, there's always a choreographed dance. So this isn't an original kind of deal. 
So then after that happens, the rest of the dance uh, or the rest of the guests get on the dance floor and everyone has a great time. You know, it's always fun just like watching the shots of people dancing because that's like the best part of a wedding is like dancing. So yeah, there's just like a little interview at the end with Maria and her husband where they say that the wedding was great and yeah, they're excited. She says, I'm Mrs. Lopez and like high fives him and so it's pretty cute. So as far as her, wow, as far as her scores go, Vidya gave her an 8 out of 10. The main points were docked because she didn't like the flow of the buffet. Karen gave her a 6 out of 10 um, and she says that her she was kind of surprised that the wedding was as traditional as it ended up being. She thought there was going to be more surprises. And then Natalie gave her a 9 out of 10. Natalie loved it, I guess. She says that she delivered on everything she talked about. So I guess she thought that the leopard print shoes and the dance was enough to really give it a twist. And she really did love those dog pictures. So probably that was what it was. So coming off of this, just the scores that they gave from the overall experience, usually I felt like when I was watching this back in the day, I had a pretty good idea of who would win because usually you could tell. I will say that I was pretty surprised with how this went. Um, so it's several weeks later and the brides are, you know, back again. They're at some botanical gardens, I think, in Miami waiting for the limo to arrive with whoever's husband that the winner's husband and he'll step outside and he'll bring them a bouquet of flowers and an envelope that will tell them where they're going on vacation. They also explain at this point that um, in order to prevent the brides from low scoring one another to give them own like their own wedding a greater chance of winning they actually rank the weddings from first second to third in all of the remaining categories so the venue the dress and the food is just ranked first, second, and third, and then they convert that into points. So I guess if you are familiar with the point system, you could be strategic and rank someone third if you think that they're going to get ranked first by others. And that will try and tank, tank their score a little bit. I don't know. But we get some comments. Um, Natalie loved Vidya's dress. Vidya liked Karen's. Karen's dress I thought was really pretty too. Maria said she likes Vidya's food the least, which is not surprising. Um, kind of surprisingly, Karen says that she likes Natalie's venue the most, which was the one that was outside and really, really windy. So that was kind of cool. Um, so then, yeah, like I said, the rankings are converted into points. So the total is a score out of 120. It's always funny to see if someone is either like really, really, really high and like you know leaves the others behind and it's like one person's like 110 points and then all of the rest are in like the 70s and the 60s or if they're all kind of grouped together close like the first three are grouped together really closely and then the fourth person is like way down at the bottom just like has no points whatsoever that always kind of tickles me when that happens so they pop the champagne and they're waiting for the limo to arrive um maria says that she thinks her wedding is gonna win thought it was the most fun and she's feeling really confident about it Natalie says that she went over budget on her wedding so they can't afford to go around the street corner much less like on a real honeymoon so she's kind of counting on this. Um, so the limo with the wedding bride's groom is on the way you know we get some like dramatic shots like the limo crosses over the highway or the bridge whatever you can like see it in the distance and then we see some shots in the interior of the limo with like the groom holding the bouquet of flowers we get a really nice product placement of passion growers or whatever for i guess the flowers so the limo pulls up and the door opens and out steps time which means karen won so 
I was very shocked that Karen won. I think a lot of the other brides were shocked as well. Natalie has like a stank face on as she watches. So her overall experience scores really weren't that high. So I thought that Karen wasn't going to win, but she actually swept best venue and high, I think, not maybe not best dress because I think Vidya got a first place from someone else, but she has really high dress points. So she ended up with a total of 89 points. Um, Vidya was second with 78. Maria had 76 and Natalie had 72. So it was, I mean, Karen definitely had a really good lead on the others, but it was fairly close. Um, so Karen opens the envelope in the bouquet that's going to reveal where she's going on her honeymoon. She opens it, but they kind of like fuck up the shot because you can definitely read what the card says ahead of her reading it out loud. But I see that it says that she's going to be going to the South Pacific Cook Islands which is really cool. I really want to go to the South Pacific. I just think that that's like the most beautiful place in the world. But I don't like the name Cook Islands because I'm pretty sure Captain Cook was like a colonizer. So whatever the indigenous name for those islands are is where she's going. So the others, I mean, of course, are sad that they didn't win. Karen, or not Karen, Maria says that she's bummed, but she thinks that it went to the right bride. Natalie says that she still feels like her wedding was the best and she wouldn't change anything. Nvidia is like sad, but she's happy for Karen. So Karen hugs them all goodbye and she's also like, you're kind of come with us, which is just like kind of sweet. Um, and they then like her and Ty walk off as happy winners. And then like in a little interview at the end, Ty kind of just credits their win all to Karen and says that she did everything with the planning and, you know, finding the venue and the food and catering. So she just did a great job. So it's, it's sweet. All right, the end. That's why I like four weddings. It's like, it's happy, it's cute. It's like people at their, you know, best moments. You don't see the bridezilla in them. You just see like the happy, relaxed, like having fun bride, usually. So for the where are they now, <laughs> you know I did my best, you guys. You know I had to Facebook stalk these people and find them. And I'm pretty sure I found, I definitely found some of them. So we'll go through it. Um... Versus Natalie and Tom, they appear to have gotten divorced based on what I can find, which was not a lot. I found a man on Facebook with the same name as Tom, um, and he lives in South Florida, and he looks kind of like Tom, and but he's married to another woman like as of 2017. Also on one of those like sketchy like background check websites that are just give you free information on someone if you Google it. Um, I did find that there was a woman named Natalie Ramirez who lives in South Florida who had the last name that was previously her married name, Gugliota or something like that. Um, And she is about the same age as what Natalie would be nowadays based on the show, based on like her being 28 when the show aired. So anyway... I don't know. I think I think it might be her. So I think they're divorced and I couldn't really find anything else about Natalie. Uh, Vidya and Shaw, I could not find anything. I tried my best. I found, you know, a few Vidya cons in Florida, but not nothing significant. So good luck to them. I hope they're doing well. All right, Karen and Ty, I found them on Facebook and they have pretty open Facebook, so I stalk them pretty extensively. Um, They're still married. They're living in Charleston, South Carolina now, and it's just really cute. They seem really, really happy. I saw a picture of their daughter, Gina, on Facebook. She's like grown up and looks gorgeous. So 
I feel kind of weird talking about it, but they were on reality TV, so whatever. They, they seem really happy, so I'm happy for them. Um, it also looks like Karen is really into fostering cats, and at one point she had a cat named Honey Boo Boo Child on Facebook, so I just thought that was kind of funny. And then finally, Maria and Lavelle. Um, I also found them on Facebook fairly easily, and their Facebook was pretty open, so it was easy to stalk. Um, they're still married. They have a son together. And Maria looks like she has several hustles that she's running. I couldn't exactly tell what all of this is. Um, it might be some MLM stuff that's kind of like coded and not obviously an MLM, but she has Muscles and Mascara, which was just like a Facebook group for like beauty and working out and fashion. I couldn't tell if it was like connected to anything else. Um, she has an eBay store that she runs. She has some like weird sketchy nutrition DNA thing that gives you a DNA test and then suggests like nutrition based on your DNA. I, and it had like strong MLM vibes but I couldn't find anywhere that officially said it was an MLM. It just, it seemed really sketchy but you know, a girl's got to eat, a girl's got to hustle, so more power to her. She's got a kid to raise, she's got to put food on the table. All right, does it hold up slash is it worth a rewatch? I say yes it does. It is definitely worth a rewatch in my opinion. Um, I really wish it was easier to just like get a whole season to binge at once. Maybe you can find them somewhere else on the internet, but I just bought like the single episode from Amazon. But if it was like free on Amazon or Hulu or something, I would just have watched like seasons of it because it's so easy just to like put on and enjoy, like have it on in the background where you're doing chores or something. It's like surprisingly wholesome. It's in general not too, too catty, although sometimes like bitches can be pretty catty. Um, I used to like tell this joke all the time when I was like watching it where it was just like someone will go to your wedding and they'll be like, well, I love the venue. She looked beautiful in her dress. The vows were so touching, but the chicken was dry. So I'm going to give it a five out of 10. <laughs> but the girls on this episode, the women on this episode, I should say, did like, you know, they were very supportive of one another. I think their scores were fairly fair. All right, everyone, um, that wraps it up. If you like this show, please subscribe and give it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen. Um, the ratings and reviews very much help me in having more people discover the podcast, which is really cool, and I just like to see them. <laughs> um, if you want to follow me, I'm on Facebook at Snapback to Reality Podcast. I'm on Instagram at Snapback to Reality Pod and really underscore Riley for my personal Instagram. Uh, if you do like end up following me on either of those accounts, like just come say hi, like slide into my DMs, especially if you're on my personal account because I use that a lot more liberally in terms of like talking to people and stuff. I'm not on my podcast account all the time. Um, so yeah, like send me a message, especially if I don't follow you back because I probably don't know who you are. Like I couldn't tell if you were a, uh, a listener or not. So um, uh, yeah, I'll follow you. Like, let's be Instagram friends, guys. And if you want to send me an email, which no one ever does, but I still say it at the end of every episode just in case, <laughs> it's snapbackpodcast at gmail.com. Well, all right, you guys, I hope you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you soon. Bye.